haven't technically really started yet, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna roll into it. Skiwi. Um, but yeah, so average package, I don't know. Um, it varies on market and location, but I would say a t a good average package for everybody to have. Um, hundred up, hundred down. Okay. So I just ran a speed test on the hardline connection I was running. Yeah. Give me a guess what you think I was getting. Yeah, Thirteen down, two or three up. I enjoy your optimism. Point oh. two two down. Point two three up. Now here's a trick with AT and T and being a customer many many times of them. What browser did you use to run said speed test? Uh, Internet Explorer. Internet Explorer, like you're supposed to. Whatever, okay. whatever's on the Xbox, yeah. Oh, you ran it on the. Oh, don't run it on the Xbox. The Xbox is a terrible. It's um, hardline, dude. Like yeah, that, no, no, that's no, the but, only way I can test it. But run it in I mean, the. I guess I can do the Wi-Fi now, but no, like, no, no, no. Do the uh, don't do Internet Explorer on the Xbox. Go into your settings and then network. On the Xbox. Yeah. Uh, and then use the actual built-in thing that the Xbox has in it. I've done it for test multiplayer connection and test NAT settings, and it's like open. Yeah, but the multiplayer connection should have an up and down download there. On I mean, the I'm not, not going to turn around and do it right now. Yeah, yeah, don't do it right now. But I'm just saying. Um, and also, Skiwi, who is Skiwi, by the way, friend of the show in the chat right now, is a network engineer for like backbone internet infrastructure. Console results are invalid, he's saying. So I wouldn't trust those. <laughs> All right. Well, suffice it to say that I tried to join a match and Battlefield was like, you can't join because your bandwidth isn't strong enough to play Battlefield. Oof. So, Sorry, man. Um, I don't know. Uh... Yeah, I'm just going to go back to the internet that was dropping me because at least I could play half a match with my friends. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you there, man. Um, yeah, it's dumb. I wish I, had well, better, uh... I wish I had better advice for you. But I got uh, I got one of those yeah. fancy newfangled things that uh, goes really, really zippity fast. Dude, uh, so. Yeah, well, the the good news is the the positive part of the story is that by on Thursday, well, there's a couple of positive parts. Father-in-law bought a 65-inch 4K TV, so I'm getting his 55-inch TV. There you go. So that's nice. Um, on top, but on top of that, on Thursday, AT and T's coming in and putting in fiber. So, well, there you go. So this should not be a problem. Fun fact, Thursday, I leave for Oklahoma for two days, and then I come back Saturday, and then Sunday morning at 5 a.m., I leave for Virginia Beach for three days. Hey. So, I'm just going to be out of Xbox for a while. Life of a traveling salesman, brother. Ugh. Life of a traveling salesman. And I repeat, ugh. That's right. Hey. <laughs> you're, 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 doing, you're integrating, though. You're doing other things, making, uh, making yourself known for your other, your other talents. Uh, my the, my mother talents is that your what mother you talents right I I like I tried to say many other talents and it just kind of all went to hell, um, <laughs> which is which is good you know. Um, uh, if, if that's where you're trying to go, then yeah, I yeah. would imagine so. Yeah, that's where yeah. I was trying to go. That you're is, trying, trying to go to hell. <laughs> we well, need no, to have a conversation. We're we're already going there. It's not even. Yeah, it's, it's even too cold. I'd rather it not be warm. Even a question. So happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving. Um, it uh, it was fun. We did a we did a fire pit. Nice. Um, and we fried a bunch of food uh, over a big burner and a giant vat of oil. There you go. Including the turkey. There you go. Um, it was good. It was fun. We had a fire pit that was 
probably three feet tall in flames for about four hours. Sounds dangerous. Yeah, it was great. I bet. There were a few moments the wind blew and like embers came in large numbers at people sitting close. And that was probably not the best. But I mean, you take good with the bad. It sounds sounds no good. Yeah, it sounds terrible. So you know what's weird? Nope. I'm, I'm gonna come back. I'm, we will get the episode started, everybody. Sorry. What's weird is I'm using the same Wi-Fi right now to stream, mm-hmm. s- w- s- stream video and audio while simultaneously watching and listening to the stream. So double time streaming audio and video through this computer, and it's never dropped out for us. And I play games for thirty minutes, and it drops out four times. Knocking on wood. Um. So and- like, why? You have so another, and I, this is not going to turn into the troubleshooting AT and T internet hour. Um, oh no! Here's the thing: the one that drops out of tons, Charter. Yes, my in laws are paying for both. Okay, it's because they're using Directv and keeping Directv paired with internet's cheaper than having Directv alone. Yep. So they kept it paired, and then they got Charter because AT and T's internet sucks. So I'm actually using Charter normally when it drops in and out. Got it. Uh, and that, and I use Charter for my computer. And like, we stream weekly, and it's fine. Yep, no problem. So there's something weird about. Maybe I just need to go into the settings of the router and make sure it's not dumping the Xbox. I think the NAT for it's open, so that doesn't make any sense. But maybe it's a firewall issue. It's either that, or you've got your. Uh, <laughs> there's an IP conflict, right? You might want to just try giving your Xbox a static IP, uh, and then locking it. Um, Christ, Skiwi, if you want to like jump into a chat after this <laughs> with me and Eric and walk me through that, that's easy. I can teach you. I can show you how to do that. I have no idea. How to yeah. Do that. All right. Cool. Um, it's simple. <laughs> and Skiwi's here. Right. He said, uh, Skiwi last night, just a friend of the show, Skiwi uh, bought an amazing Black Friday deal. He is now an Xbox One S owner. One S or One X? One S. Nice. He went with the S. Did you get the, did you get the $200 deal? Uh huh. He did. Nice. I bought that for my brother for Christmas. Fantastic. So it's sitting in my room for the next month. Um, <laughs> did you hear what Ben got for what Ben got his Xbox One X for? No. What did he do? He it's he's been make... trading stuff apparently for like the last like month and a half. It's gonna make me sad. So he walked in the he walked in the GameStop and bought an Xbox One X for eight dollars. <laughs> nice job. Sketch. Yeah, dude. Nice job, Sketch Sawyer. Yeah. Well so. done. I was like, oh, I spent like 400 on mine. That's uh, my heart doesn't hurt. Yeah, that is amazing. What was he trading? Blood? Um, Old like iPads, old iPads and phones as he upgraded. Instead of giving them back to AT&T, he was trading them in. Um, Because like, you know, if you finance your phone, you don't really need to worry about putting money down on it. Right. right, And uh, when you buy from GameStop with trade credit, you don't pay tax. Yep. So he got the 429 Xbox One X. With like, oh, he traded. So he had three twenty six the day before he went. and He traded his Xbox One, so, so he got another ninety. Nice. So yeah, that's fantastic. That is great. So everybody's upgrading to an Xbox One X. Pretty soon we're gonna be. I hope my brother doesn't listen to this podcast. By the way. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that would be. <laughs> my wife was just like, "Did you really just say that?" Out yeah. Loud while that recording. Be, that would be kind of funny we might want to just he doesn't though we might want there's to just, not a chance we might want to just kind of bleep that out you know when you get it the audio and oh yeah you know what i can go back in the audio and do that he's not yeah. watching right he's now. he's not watching live i can guarantee that no. 
unless he is the Iron Demon or the first demon. That's the only name I don't recognize. Nope, that's not him. So that's not him. uh, We we should be okay. My Uh, wife just walked up and was like, "Are you streaming?" And I was like, "Yes." Why are you interrupting? She's like, "You just announced that you bought." Oh. Oh. Anyway, it's an episode of Bounty Board. Everybody, what's up? What's Um, happening? Thanks for dealing with us talking about um, internet problems. Uh, We're going to get those fixed so I can play Battlefield. Battlefield's a great game, but we'll get to that later. Um, It is Thursday. No, it's not. It's Friday, November 23rd. Mm -hmm. It's Black Friday. It is Black Friday. Did you do any Black Friday shopping? Uh, I did not this year. Um, Melissa. Why not? Did. uh, My wife. Uh, she She does all of that shopping. Um, I don't do, I'm, I'm the type of guy, <clears throat> there we go. I'm the type right. of guy that just, when I need something, I just go buy it. Um, so there's not much for me to buy on Black Friday because yeah. I got it. Um, yeah, my wife and I went, went Black Friday shopping, not for anybody, but for us. Yeah. <laughs> and our daughter. We were like, cool, deals, I'm going to buy some clothes. And like, then we, on the way home, we are like, so for Christmas, we don't need yep. anything, right? <laughs> like, it's yeah, fine. that's that's exactly what it is. Like, she got a couple of things for herself, and then most of it is for family or the kids. Um, the funniest thing about it is, is we've got um, so every year we do we don't buy. It's just it's not economical um, to get with all the cousins and in laws and everything now. So we do with her family. Uh, we draw names out of hats, uh, and there's two. There's a serious present, so you get you have, you only have to buy two presents, and there's a, a limit on how much you can spend. Uh, sure. <laughs> of 50 bucks. So um, we get uh, a legitimate present and then a gag gift or like a white elephant. Um, so I had a proud moment uh, when I realized my eldest child's unbelievably sick sense of humor as she's looking for gag gifts and just hitting the mark on every one. Um, awesome. My sister-in-law is, uh, you know, has uh, a l- little bit of an issue with germs. Uh, so she was finding like all types of masks uh, and things like that, uh, with like quirky expressions on them. Like I'm not sick right now, but you're going to get me sick. That's why I'm wearing this mask. And just, it was just <laughs> spot on for, and it, not that that's highbrow humor, but for an eight year old to understand that social situation oh, no, that's good. That's very and good. be able to recognize something on Amazon. That's like, Oh, this would be the perfect present, sure. um, is, is pretty amazing. So yeah, that's, uh, that was what we did. And then I'm sure there will just be boxes showing up daily. Uh, from now sure. until Christmas Eve, as it always is. Yeah. So the so the the only Black Friday shopping we actually really did we did act last night, and yeah. I have a question, and it's it's a beef that I've discovered recently. Um, most stores started their Black Friday stuff like at three o'clock on Thanksgiving. How is that Black Friday shopping? It's it's just getting ridiculous. It's there's a whole bunch of one upsmanship. Um, yeah, I agree. It's it's dumb. It's everybody's like, oh no, we're gonna start. I'll take it. I'll take it even deeper with the beef is Thanksgiving is an actual holiday that we all seem to have just, you know, we all just look over as a shopping day. Right. No. Yeah. That's um, my point. Like, yeah, yeah. You is, can't even go like Black Friday used to be. I'm um, have to stay up late tonight to get in line for the store that opens at midnight. Like, yep. that's cool. Yep. I get that. But the, the way to get the doorbusters at like Target and Walmart this year was to leave. You would have had to leave your family Yep. to get there at like noon or one to beat the lines for a three 3 p.m opening on thanksgiving yeah it's it's dumb um like what how is that how do you uh i agree how do you justify that it should be um 
Oh, you did get black ops. Oh no, Skiwi. That's dangerous. I need blops so bad, but I'll wait. It's good. It's good. It's uh so far it's kept me from Battlefield. Um there it is. Yeah, that's that, that's not an excuse, but whatever. Until there's a battle royale mode. Right? Battle Royale does not a multiplayer game make. I understand that, but Battle Royale <laughs> is my primary mode in which I want to play in all things now uh, because I'm a total addict, and that's fine. I'll deal with it. Um, oh, I want to play PUBG again. I've been jonesing for it, and I, I know that you're going to be like, nope, because no, Call of is better. I but. saw that, uh, and I was going to jump on, and then I don't remember what happened. You weren't online. You were not playing PUBG that night. Um, no, I, I didn't uh, end up. That was last night, or no? That was Wednesday. Yeah, it was, couple, night. Yeah, it was Wednesday. Night. Night. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, update. Sorry, I'm just gonna keep bringing this up. Update. The internet I'm using now that keeps dumping my Xbox charter is 160 down and 11 up. So like, yeah. I shouldn't be losing connection. No, that's what my computer's getting. Yep. So yeah, I need to set up a static IP for my Xbox. That might fix it. Yeah, and then I'll have to do everything all over again when the uh, fiber shows up. But that's okay. Um, so yeah, I didn't pull any news. We we're gonna make this a short and sweet episode because it's a holiday, and we want to get to playing games when we don't have to work. Not that we don't love you guys, we do a hundred percent. But so for news, it was that it's Black Friday and that it's Thanksgiving, and sharing those stories. Right. Eric, did you have anything else that came up that you wanted to talk about? Um, so Skiwi brought up an interesting point that they're being uh, relatively tight-lipped about it, but Amazon apparently had a technical error today that exposed personal information of customers, uh, namely, and I, I was from The Verge is where I read uh, a little bit while you were gone, names and emails. Um, and he was saying in the chat that he was notified on Tuesday that this leak occurred. I didn't see an email coming to mind. Weird. Um, yeah, I don't know if I use Amazon enough to get an email. Uh, I use Amazon a lot because we do. I mean, if it's 2018, so everybody makes a budget, or at least if you don't make a budget on a monthly basis, do it uh, at a monthly at a minimum basis. Uh, it's just good yeah. to, to monitor your ins and outs. But, you know, Melissa and I have uh, a revolving um, oh, a message center on Amazon. I'm going to look at that in a minute. Uh, but we have a lot of our supplements. Uh, on Amazon on a recurring basis on the on the on the beginning of the middle of the month, um, so we use it a shit ton because when we come on in, oh it's locked. Can you unlock it? There we go. Um, uh oh, we're about to get we're about to get photo bombed. All right, thanks guys. Oh boy. No, no, go go. Thank you. Anyway, um, Sai <laughs> was. 100% wanted to come and get on camera and then Ella dragged him out of the room. Um, so awesome. anyway, we, uh, yeah, we use it a lot, uh, constantly for that because we're always getting, you know, our supplements in, uh, cause it's just cheaper to buy them in that way. And they have that cool thing where if you do, it's like a minimum of five, I think you get like a 10, 20% discount on the whole package on the whole ship, yeah. which is great. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, that's how they that's how they make their money, man. Mm-hmm. Making you buy a lot of stuff. Yep. Because you get a discount. Fucking ant. It's like Fucking Costco and Jeff Bezos. Yeah. No, Costco's Costco's a I can't stand that store. Um, <laughs> yeah, I well, I don't know what it is about Costco's. They just drive me insane. Um, yeah. And maybe it's maybe it's the clientele while I'm in there. Um, it's probably a mixture. Probably a little bit of both. Maybe it's the. The 150 pound bag of cheese cheese puffs um, that I just feel is completely unnecessary in every way. But you want it every time you see it. 
I do. And maybe it's jealousy that I can't have it. Uh, or I just don't ever buy it. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. This There's got... something about it existing that makes you uncomfortable. Yeah, it got serious. Anyway, let's bring it back to the topic. Yeah. Or let's so, start. We uh, haven't even kicked off yet, by the way. No, We've... I was in the middle of doing the like kickoff. So the I didn't have any news. Well, what I was saying is we don't have any news because the news was it was it's Black Friday. Mm-hmm. Go go get your stuff stuff. And uh also it was Thanksgiving and we were talking about Thanksgiving. Uh and so I asked before I was so rudely disconnected, do you have any news that you saw on the three-day work week we had that was worth it? Or do you want to move right into topic? No, I didn't see much. I mean, the Fallout 76 reviews were relatively positive, um, I think. <laughs> uh, other I heard than, the opposite. It, I, when, I, when I say relatively positive, if you actually read through the reviews like uh, you and I had, you and I do – is there are some highlights about um, uh, there are some highlights that give some positive things to that game. It is a Bethesda game. It is a it is a game. The uh, the whole engine thing that Jason uh, Schreier was talking about that you posted, uh, I well, thought was, yeah, uh, was hilarious. Um, uh, was an engine is just the a... yeah. I was just like, guy, <laughs> just stop talking. Um, yeah, just, just be done. Um, I think. Yeah, other than that, that was about it. I I saw uh, IGN's review wasn't wasn't all damning of it. Um, no, so the reviews seemed fine, but that was because they got to play the game before the net the the, yeah. the networks were open to everybody. Right. And the issues that I've seen kind of pour in is that like it's buggy as fuck. Yep. And within days, someone figured out how to scam the system and hack out. Uh, nuke codes yep and just drop them on people willy-nilly also i have a buddy that was playing it i have a buddy that was playing it and one of the bugs caused his save to just like dump his entire civilization that he built was gone oof yeah that's like he he built up a a, a, what am i saying he built up a settlement and the settlement was gone you had to start over yeah after doing all the like resource hunting and stuff yeah chat brings up a great point is what bethesda game though is not privy to game breaking bugs you know what what i mean what does bethesda make on their own other than fallout and skyrim not much right like if you if you only have those couple everything else they uh farm out to other people you have uh arcane making the dishonored games yeah you've got arcane making prey and arcane makes a good i mean uh uh uh, immersive sim, mm-hmm. right? So like, no, no. Chat's right. Like Bethesda, when they make their games themselves, it's like, uh, I mean, you know, you know. I think that's a dual-edged sword. Yeah, because in, in their defense, because like, yeah, in their defense, like they make games that millions of people want to play day one, right? Which like they're gonna find shit that 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 your QA team didn't find. That's right. just the law of numbers. Well, yeah, it's that and. Their games are traditionally of a larger scale than most other games, right? There's just more shit that can yeah. go wrong. And the, yeah, there's there's a lot of argument to the Bethesda jumping out of moving backwards out of the, the development mm-hmm. um realm. The problem is they've got so many developers working for them, right? Yep. So many people working for the sake of being able to make games and 
A, they've got Starlink or Starfield and Elder Scrolls Six coming. So they're not going to stop developing before those come out. So we've got like five more years of Bethesda. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, if they were to jump back into publishing, uh, the only way they could do that would be to drop, it would be to separate, right? It would be to separate other developers and put them in a, in a new team that's no longer Bethesda umbrella. It's, right, right, right. Yeah. And all that does is change the name and yep. it won't change the way the games are made. Totally. So. You know, I mean, <laughs> it's one of those things where, like, there are there are clear like lines saying, yeah, maybe maybe Bethesda needs to move back, and mm -hmm. commitments they've made that prevents it. Right. Yeah, it's uh, it'll be interesting to see where they go with that. I think they have the opportunity to uh, actually drive uh, some things forward with Fallout seventy six, um, which. You know, if we look at it in the grand scheme of things, and everybody I know has, everybody's like the Elder Scrolls Online. I'm like, well, the Elder Scrolls Online was not Bethesda proper, first off. Um, and sure. then, but I have a feeling that we're going to get cooperative play or party play at least in Elder Scrolls 6 uh, in some way, which I feel like Fallout 76 is a test of them saying, okay, where are we going to fall down? Where are we going to get up? Where, where, how quickly can we react? to make sure the community doesn't, you know, come after us with their lynching ropes and their pitchforks and their torches. Um, yeah, I don't know if Bethesda's made a multiplayer game that people have wanted yet. I know that they have Elder Scrolls Online is wildly successful, but I felt like it was, oh, you want to play Skyrim co-op? What if you could play with a thousand people? And like, yep. no one wanted, no one wanted no that. No one wanted that. It's been successful. It has. No, it's it's been much more successful since it went free to play. Um which yeah, I think so is... I mean, it was, it was successful. I think it was successful, and therefore it could go free to play. But regardless, like the fact that it still exists and there's a community and they're yep. still making expansions, yep, is saying something. But yeah, I've got it downloaded. I have a character. <sighs> yeah, I have it downloaded. and I have a character too, but I've played for two hours. Yep. Yeah, it's just and it, I was like, cool. It's, it's just Skyrim. Yep, it's more Skyrim. Right, it's more running know, around, man. uh with some questionable netcode questionable <laughs> anyway it's all questionable so that's the news the newsiest thing to talk about um uh, other <laughs> my brain guys i'm sorry just this internet thing has made me a, a taking mess. you out of it um, i get it You're, i get it it's a pain in the yeah, ass yeah i'm trying to figure out how i'm good, how i can play how i can play well let's talk about tonight. let's talk about battlefield real quick oh yeah dude um so you haven't played it uh battlefield 5 is uh, it's like if you took, do you ever like the close quarters maps that they had in Battlefield 3 that were so good because they mm -hmm. changed up the way Battlefield worked? Yep. It was no longer like huge maps and giant vehicles. It was small maps and like all of the destruction. Like yep. you could go through, you could tear through office buildings and end up with like just huge messes. Mm -hmm. Essentially, it's that. But instead of it not having vehicles like close quarters it's like close quarters and battlefield four had a baby so it's fast it's it's uh overwhelmingly like the sound design in this game is amazing yeah. and it's always been amazing with dice made battlefield games mm -hmm. um i don't know why i said dice made because no one else makes battlefield um the sound design is amazing and like that alone the sound design and the the 
the size of the maps makes for a very overwhelming experience, mm -hmm. which is very true to the Battlefield name, right? Remember right. the ad campaign for Battlefield 2 that was like showing gameplay and then the end of it, the tagline was just only in Battlefield? Right. Uh, it's, it's that again. Okay. Like just insane amounts of carnage and explosions and uh, all of that added together with really smooth gameplay and really fun maps that oh man sorry i feel like i'm the only one talking um, no i i think no everything i've watched i've watched a whole bunch of streams of it i've watched uh i've watched some you know smaller streamers play it that i'm friends with i've watched some of the pro uh the higher level pro streamers play it uh i think it looks great i will definitely be picking it up i think the only reason i haven't picked it up yet is because i'm still uh enamored with uh black ops uh, and the blackout mode and how silky smooth it is. Uh, and it's filling the need I have right now for quick moment to moment improv improvisational gameplay. Uh, yeah. And this game is, is really good at that. Yeah. Um, as I would imagine it would, uh, it would be, um, big thing is I, I'm interested to hear how the different classes work. And I still, as soon as I can see, um, and I, I will be getting it without a doubt in the next couple of weeks. I just haven't, bought it yet. yeah um yeah so i mean the the classes are cool so they changed them up even further from battlefield one in that uh like the weapons you can use as a base for class have mm -hmm. been uh altered which i think is maybe for the better giving a medic a single fire weapon does not make them an, a viable combat option when they're bending over and stooping over to revive people and having to get in the gunfight with someone who just right. ran around the corner right um, I loved the single fire weapons with my medic in Battlefield, but that Battlefield one, but that game was also much more spread out. Mm -hmm. This is very close. So all the medics have SMGs. Um, I have an MP40 right now that's a level away from being maxed out because woof, that gun is amazing. Uh, which you can ask around and people have different opinions. Ben right. hates it. Um, the assault class is the tank destroyer, which like I can't remember what Battlefield four. Did it was engineer. Assault? Uh, assault, oh, assault no, assault, assault was medic. Ammo. No, assault was ammo. No, assault was medic. Engineer oh, was yeah, ammo right. support. Yep. Engineer was a repair dude with like anti-tank. Mm -hmm. So essentially engineer and assault have changed names. Um, and engineer no longer fixes vehicles. It's become medic and fixes people. If that, <laughs> That's a really weird way to describe it. Who fixes vehicles um, then? I don't know. I think if you... <laughs> I haven't gotten in enough vehicles as a pilot to worry about it. I think it may be if you are in the vehicle, like you can fix it. So I'm sorry. On, I, is, I just realized I've never done that. Is there only three classes then? Cause that's a departure. No, there's four. There's still a sniper class. Yeah. So the recon assault medic support support. Got it. Yeah. Right, so assault is a tank buster support is suppressive and ammunition. Medic is heals and close co close range combat, and snipers are uh, semi-automatic or bolt action boomsticks. Um, mm -hmm. Sniping feels good. Battlefield One nailed that when they introduced the sound of like the bullet hitting the helmet yep. for headshots, yep. along with that like cha-ching noise. Mm -hmm. So every headshot feels like a quarter in your pocket. It's the it's so good. Um, they've added that to other weapons. I think they did that in Battlefield One too, but it's a little more pronounced now. Um, but the biggest thing before I go any further rambling about how much I like battlefield, um, the biggest thing that they've added, that's a big, uh, game changer 
And the reason it, like you brought up that like moment to moment improvisation mm-hmm. is the ability to fortify. Yep. And so if you hit down on the D-pad, any class, which now that I think about it, down on the D-pad may be what fixes a tank because it brings out your tools. Okay. So every, anybody might be able to fix. I'll try that tonight and I'll report back. Um, down on the D-pad on any point pulls up your hammer. Um, and then if you walk around, there's little clear visualizations of fortifications. Right. If you run up to them and hold the trigger, it fills up a bar as you throw sandbags, dig trenches, or board up windows, or build barricades, or build barbed wire. Mm-hmm. And so you can jump into a point that's been bombed out, and in like 30 seconds with five people, build an entire trench system with sandbags, barbed wire, and wooden plank um, shooting posts. And like... Man, it changes the way the game's played. How flexible is that building mechanic? So it's it's set pieces, right? You can't go through and say, it's not Fortnite. You can't okay. go through and build whatever you want. There's only specific places you can build, That's and you can was, only build specific things there. That's what I was getting at. Which, is, yeah. Is it the flexibility that Fortnite had, or has, we're able to just go through and say, and there you go, and it's done. Um, but no, it doesn't sound like it. So that's cool. Yeah, no, you can only build what they want you to build there. And so, like, yes, that kind of takes away from, like, seeing what people could do, but it also takes away people's ability to break the game completely if they're good at it. Right. Which is why I've never really gotten into Fortnite, because I'm not good at building. And when it gets to that, I'm just like, cool, um, you're going to sit here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I just wait, and I'm just like, he's going to stick his head out to shoot me, and I'm just going to hope I'm looking in the right Yep. place in this maze and i never am so i don't play that game anymore right um so uh it's interesting though because you'll be at a point for a long time and then you'll lose it you'll die and you're, you won't have anyone to spawn on it gets taken and then when you come back you just fought in like a flat ground mm-hmm. like it, everything got bombed out you had just gotten there because the game just started you decide to take your team and assault that point again and suddenly there's trenches sandbags gun emplacements and like you can't just run in nice. you have to figure out how to do it um but also you can chuck a couple grenades and blow a hole in the sandbags and pour in one side it's really cool um and really pushes uh player interaction yep yeah yeah yeah. nice yeah so right give it a shot if you haven't given it a shot a lot of people for some reason wrote this game off uh to this day i don't know why they were like it's not gonna be as good uh, it is. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't know why people wrote it off. Um, I just am. You know, I'm just waiting on. You know, some. You know, uh, it's a, it's a it's a money thing. It's right near the holidays. I bought a shit ton sure. of games, and you know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's one of those ones I definitely am gonna buy. Uh, it's just a matter of when, not uh, if. So. Right. Right. Yeah. It's uh. It's interesting. Um. Oh, chat brings up that they may have written off Battlefield 5 because how Battlefield 1 was received compared to Battlefield 4. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a big departure. It's a big departure from Battlefield 1. I don't want to say, mm, I don't know. I don't want to say big departure. Like, it still feels like Battlefield and it still feels like Battlefield in the past, but it doesn't feel like Battlefield 1. That's the best thing. That's like the most clear. Yeah, we played the know. shit out of Battlefield 1. I mean, we did. And I liked it a lot because it was a slower game. Yep. And I think that's what threw people off. Like Battlefield 4 and 3 and Bad Company 2 were all like 
They had some speed fast paced destruction. Yeah, yeah, all quick. And Battlefield One was like, so half of these guns are single fire. Yep. And no one has sights. <laughs> yep. You know what I mean? Um, I never this game, everybody has everybody has sights. Um, you can throw a one X on anything. Um, snipers, I think one X is is iron sights, which I'm fine with. But there's a two X scope you can throw on them because that's that's like all a, I run. Ah, yes, we know, <laughs> Mister. Uh, whatever it was, what was that gun called? It was an SMLE, but it was the it was a specific. That oh, was the Lawrence of Arabia version. Yeah, the Lawrence yeah, yeah. of Arabia SMLE. But it, it, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I either did that one or the 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 uh, lever action, the Russian. Um, oh, the 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 oh man. Hold on, we're gonna figure this out, chat. If you can help us, what was the Russian sniper rifle called? It wasn't the Mosin Noggin. Nope. No, oh, it was the 1894. Yep, 1894. It was the 1894. Yep. That gun is so good. Um, yeah, the level 20 gun you get. 1890, in 1895, not 1894. Okay. Sorry. I just Googled it. Sorry. Yeah, no, you're good. The the level 20 gun you get with uh, Sniper, which is like the top of the progression right now, uh-huh. is uh, the Car 98. And I can't, I can't wait. I just want it. Yep. I'm using a Gewehr right now, though, and that gun's very good. Gewehrs are phenomenal guns. Yeah. Car 98s are just a little more I fancy. Have, I have had, I have shot one of those. Uh, in real life. I have a buddy that has a Car 98. I've just never shot phenomenal. it. I've not shot a Car 98. Uh, I have I have no friends that have one of those. So. Yeah, I have. I think Ben's old roommate has one, if I'm not mistaken. It was like his grandpa's or something. Yep, I have to make a friend that has one of those. Yeah, no, I want to. I need to go to a shooting range. This hasn't been about anything but Battlefield, so you know, is there anything else you want to know about it? I don't want to, I don't want to bore people by just talking about Battlefield. Yep, we're well, no, I mean, barring our you know, 10 minute hiatus there, uh, in the middle, which I'm I'm sorry, which I'm sure you'll cut out. No, no, it wasn't a slight at you. Um, oh no, I'm sorry because I brought it up and then it happened. Uh, yeah, that was the funniest part about it is you started talking and and then all of a sudden it was like, Bert. Or because there was a full 60 seconds where we could still hear you and see you moving around before it actually cut out. Yeah, uh, which I'm sure. So it probably looks real weird. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, let's get into it. Let's, uh, the topic, let's talk about our topic tonight. Given, I think yeah, it's so, apropos, given what week it is. Yeah. So the topic for the night is just games we're thankful for. Um, we wanted to, to still do a show for everybody because we you know we do it every week, but it's a holiday weekend, so we wanted to do something short and sweet and just be uh, a happy podcast, which I've already ruined by <laughs> complaining about the internet. But we're going to move into the, the, the good. We're going to move into the happy stuff. So yeah, we're just going to talk about games that like, I don't know, what do you think qualifies a game you're thankful for, Eric? So how do we want to spin this? Do we want to talk about games we're thankful for or games? So there was a tweet that I made. Uh, it was, oh God, I don't know, a thousand tweets ago at this point, uh, which for me uh, could be a month on a good month. Um, but I was trying to find it and I was, I was thinking, and the, the question on the tweet was something around, name the four games that you identify with that kind of made your gaming career. And that's as, as we came in tonight, not gaming oh. career, but no, but like made you know you wanted to be a gamer. Right. And and I think yeah. is and and I think I chose the 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 four that were on that uh that were on that little monta the little uh what am I trying to say? Um 
the little four piece picture. Um, collage. That's the word I'm looking for. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I kept wanting to say montage. And I'm like, nope, that's video. This is, I need the static picture one collage. There we go. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a little collage thing. And, and the four games were the Diablo franchise, um, the Castlevania franchise, uh, the final sure. fantasy franchise, um, and the halo franchise. I think if I were to pick sure. for sure. not just singular games, uh, there are a lot of games I'm thankful for. Uh, but if you could, okay, sorry, go ahead. I can't, but, I'm bad. I'm real bad about cutting you off. No, no, no you're apologize. good. You're good. I, I, I have a feeling I know exactly what your question is going to be. Um, yeah. I think if I had to choose four that I'm four series that I'm or games that I'm incredibly thankful for because it's brought me to this point where we, you and I get to sit down and do this, you know, once a week. Uh, it, It has given me a lifelong passion for something, uh, that at now it was hard, you know, 10, 20 years ago. Uh, but now I can go anywhere and strike up a conversation with virtually anybody. Um, and about games, about games. Uh, and they're probably yeah. they're probably a gamer, um, you know, uh, or, you know, whatnot. So I'm but those four are the ones that are the what I would most say I'm most thankful for, because uh, Castlevania, uh, I think, was the first series I ever really got into um, that I just like fell in love with gaming because uh, sure. I was just like, oh, my God, the storyline <laughs> here is amazing. Um, I've always been into that kind of gothic uh, treatment to stories and vampires and sure. vampire hunters and magicians and mages. And, you know, so I think uh, Castlevania just kind of fostered the love for that. And then yeah. Diablo was right there with it. Um, yep. And then Final Fantasy just kind of scratched that itch of great RPG content. And then Halo. Um, that, that Halo might be the most cliche out of the th- out of the four. Um but I think there was a time of cliche is the right word, but it may be the one on the most people's list. Right. Maybe that's what um, you're trying to say. Yeah. But so I think Halo's the, the I, I always look at the Halo series is that's the one that brought me back because there was a dip in my gaming where I'd kind of fallen off of gaming when I you know graduated from high school and got into college. I played Goldeneye. I played N64, but it was not it, it kind of fell off. And then when Halo came out in 2002, I was just like, whoa. <laughs> let's let's yeah. go like i immediately went and bought an xbox and was like what is this let's go um sure. let's go uh and ever since then that kind of brought me back into it uh and then it's just been you know more an obsession uh ever since so okay so outside of and i'll, I'll get around to answering the question too but i i was the only one that talked for the first 10 minutes and i mostly complained so i'm gonna let eric bring everyone's <laughs> joy back um so if you so you've given the four franchises right castlevania uh halo diablo and what was the last one final fantasy final fantasy so those are the four franchises what are the top four games you think of when you think of games specifically and titles specifically um and i mean i imagine it doesn't have to be in those strict four franchises but like that i am that i am thankful for yeah like if you so those four franchises were the ones that were like yo i'm into these and i know why i'm into these right all right yep so what what was it that like what game was it you played that were like i have to talk to other people about this and Mm. how much you love it like you know what i mean yeah metal gear solid on playstation okay 100 on playstation absolutely Uh, david hater yep would be the one um 
that my I, I remember my best friend at the time and I would played through it. Um, and every day we would go to school and be sitting in homeroom just talking about where we were, sure. what we did, how we handled the situation. Did you see that one thing? Yeah, yeah dude. Like absolutely. How we got through uh, the guards. And I remember we would get into it because we would draw the maps. Um, and then, well, no, I did this and I did this and I did this. Um, yeah. Which was, which was super cool. Uh, and then I think um, uh, the first Darksiders, uh, I talked a lot about um, with my wife because she's kind of, she's into that topic, uh, that subject as well. Uh, plus it parallels yeah. something I started writing in college, which I'm eventually going to do something with. Uh, that is very much kind of Darksiders esque sci fi opera um, type crazy thing. Um, yeah. But that's uh, that's another one where she literally sat down and just watched me play um, all of Darksiders. Now, granted, that can't didn't come out when we didn't have we didn't have kids and I wasn't streaming and you know things like that. It's a little harder to get her to watch video games at this point. Sure. Uh, because yeah. of all no, the I extra things I'm doing. But yeah, it's a Darksiders was another good one. Um, I'm gonna take a break now because you can hear. Yeah, I'm 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 tiring your voice out. Um so I didn't even think about this question in terms of franchise. Um but so yeah, top 4 so I'm going to stay with your convention. Top 4 would be Halo for sure. Um Assassin's Creed. See, I I I need to point out that I didn't really get into games until I was about 18. Mhm. Um, I was a really hardcore athlete, played a lot of bands. So I played a ton of Final Fantasy and like games, but it was Mass Effect, which is definitely in that list of top fours. Um, Mass Effect won my senior year right before I left for college that I played when I got an Xbox 360 for the first time. So right. I didn't get my first 360 until 2010. I was real behind. Um, and so I played Mass Effect as like the first like big game I got into. Um, I had a funny story. I had Spec Ops The Line shortly around that time and mm -hmm. didn't touch it until my senior year of college. And I was like, why didn't I not play this? Game? Yeah. Why did I not play this game? Um, yeah. So mass effect one was like, Oh God, like, yo. So I'd played halo before. And I, I, I don't mean to say that mass effect is what got me into games, but I guess mass effect was the thing that pushed me over. Um, I remember. So like, I remember playing the first halo when my when Ben brought it over, I remember telling a friend like, "Hey, um, my uncle's coming over with his Xbox and he has this new game." And to this day, and I can't find the ad again. To this day, there was an ad in the Game Informer that I remember. There was a picture of his visor, and I can't remember what the lines were exactly, but it was essentially talking about the best kind of alien is caramelized alien. Yeah. And I was like, "That's dope. What is this about?" Um, and. Uh, yeah, so I remember inviting him over, and I remember playing Truth and Reconciliation in Halo 1 mm -hmm. um, when you're fighting through the dark using stealth uh, pickups that make you invisible, and then you go up into a Covenant ship. And I was like, yo, this is this is life. This yep. is it. Yep. Um, and after that, I bought, like, every Halo book that came out. Yeah. Right? So that was, that was the first thing that got me in. And Mass Effect was the first thing that made me realize, like, oh, I can talk about these on, like, an academic level. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Assassin's Creed was, I see, I, I guess to me, it's all kind of a progression of academic talk. That sounds it's, really it's, shitty. It's, it's, no, well, it's, an, it's interesting that you say that because I look at the franchises that I 
and I, I'm able to talk about Castlevania on an academic level because I took, yeah, I, I took a lot of academic classes, namely creative lighting classes around that subject matter. Um, but it, it's interesting where the Victorian, I, Victorian yeah. horror is such a huge, anyway, sorry, exactly. No, no, no. But, um, like where I came into gaming, where it was literally just games, right? There, it was pre, yeah. pre pre what I would consider academia or pre the games as art argument, right? It's sure. funny listening to the two vantage points, right? Is where I came to it. I was I was given a Nintendo when I was a kid because I couldn't focus on a single object. So my doctor literally gave my mom a Nintendo yeah. because it forced me to look at Mario or it forced me to look at Samus or it forced me to look yeah. at Link. Um, focus. Yep. So uh, that was an interesting way that I came into gaming and you just kind of fostered that love. Um, and my parents had a lot to do with it, right? They were, they were never opposed to me playing. They put healthy limits on it. You know, I was always, sure. and I, I played lacrosse since I was four. I've done martial arts, same amount of time. Uh, still do both to this day. Um, but it's interesting where you came into it because you were much older in life. So it held a different value to you. Um, yeah because you had already, you had already formed kind of who you were and then you're coming at it from that angle where it's always just been a part of who I was. Um, yeah. And, I was just and like games, it. sorry, go ahead. No, no, you just assumed I just, you just, yeah, they were just always there. Right. For me. Um, yeah, so I would yeah. just, I, I never assumed, I never, or not assumed is the wrong word, but I never knew my life without them. And even my wife to this point, um, you know, we've been together since we were 16 is, that she has grown up and our relationship has grown up around um, this passion that I have for this aspect of what I do, uh, which is why I'm allowed yeah. to come do it on a nightly basis. Sure. Yeah. So I guess what my, my story is, I guess it's actually probably pretty similar um, now that I think about it. Right. Um, so I got a Sega Genesis as a kid. Um, and I remember playing the, the, the shit out of Sonic. Oh yeah. Like I loved Sonic. And I don't, I, I kid you not. I don't remember another game I had on my Genesis. I'm sure I had other games. I only remember Sonic. Um, and then I got a PS one after that. And, you know, I played a bunch of stuff. Now my wife and I, when we started dating back when we were 15, um, or yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, we, the first, one of the first things we bonded over, cause like she didn't listen to any of the music I listened to. Um, I was laughing. At, I was I, I was laughing at chat, by the way. Oh yeah, because you you never played Shining Force, apparently. No, I don't even know what that is. See, look at me. Yep. No, um, one of the first things we bonded over was Crash Bandicoot. So I guess Crash Bandicoot kind of needs to be in that. It's kind of gotta be in that that list. No, it doesn't. Anyway, <laughs> I, know, I know I know chat. It's a mortal sin. He did not play Shining Force. We're gonna have to rectify that. Oh, you should just don't ask me what movies I haven't seen. You'll hate me forever. <laughs> One of them is Ghostbusters. So, like, just from there, assume who I am as a Th person. Thanks, guys. Uh, we'll see you later. I'm going to end now. Um... <laughs> thanks for listening to Bounty Board. By the way, this is the last episode we're ever going to Ever going to do. Yeah. No. Um. So, like, Crash Bandicoot was a big deal in our uh, beginning of our relationship. And, you know, that's still years after Halo and years after Sonic. Um, but what was different between you and me is, yeah, you started young as like a method for focusing. And I was so super focused through high school on baseball that uh, 
like games were just a fun thing I loved to do in my free time and I always made time for. But when I, it was really like as I moved into college and played Bad Company 2 a ton and met you and the guys um, from Chicago uh, in 2010, I guess I started playing with you in 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I started playing with you guys with my uncle who's, who's always been to like my older friends on Xbox. Like most of my Xbox friends are mid to late 30s. No. Sorry, mid to late 20s into 40s. Um, and it's been a minute since I've played with Meat Shield. Um, but he was definitely the oldest of our group. Yep. Uh, and like the only reason I was friends with that guy is because like our group of people ran into him in Battlefield and I ran into our group of people through Ben, who's 10 years older than me. Um, and so like I came to college with baseball and quickly left baseball and still had games. Right. Right. And so like, I guess the most impactful series of games at that time that was Mass Effect 2, um, which was like, yo, like I'm playing this, my grandma's playing this, my uncle's playing this, and like everyone wants to talk about it. Yep. Um, a specific four games um, Mass Effect 2, for sure. Halo 2, for sure. I might put Halo 1 above Halo 2. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Halo 2 is an amazing game, but Halo 1 changed the way I thought about games. Right. Right? Same thing with me, too. Um, like, Halo 1 was the reason I got in line for Halo 2. Yep. Um, given I wasn't getting in line to buy it for myself. I was getting in line with my uncle. But I wanted to be there for that because there was tournaments going on a game crazy. Yep. Um, and then... Oh, man... It's hard to like pick influential games you're thankful for and then not pick games that you just fucking love. Um, I don't know. Did you list four or did you list a couple? I listed uh, Metal Gear. Um, Metal Gear. Was, was the only one I said, actually. Okay. Um, so I've so far gotten Mass Effect 2, Halo I would, 1. I would say um, Beyond Good and Evil, the original one. Um, see, I played very little of that because I didn't get I, into Xbox late. I played... That game, um, I, I I mean I played through that game at least fifteen times. Um, I thought it was wow. I thought it was phenomenal. Um, yeah. Another one that is probably off a little uh, a little bit off the deep deep not deep end but uh, beaten path uh, for a lot of people. And this is uh, taking it back to the GameCube days. Uh, but there was a small I, I don't know if it was small, but it was a Dennis Diet game. It was called Eternal Darkness. Um, Hmm. And I always point to that as being one of my absolute favorite horror games and a defining moment um, because there's a scene in that game where, so the, the game, you start, you literally start to lose your sanity if you, if you get attacked too much or stuff like that. So the game will start messing with you. you. I lost my sanity and literally they wrote into the game, they brought, it, it, your game kind of glitches and, does the you know kind of like the screen tear and then it goes your game file has crashed and corrupted you must start over from the beginning and it sat and i was so pissed and i got up and i remember and then i came back and right as i came back and i was about to hit the reset button on the console it popped up and goes literally pops up and goes haha just kidding and then you keep playing the game like it was a scripted event because you wow. lost your sanity. And I was like, how many people actually, you sick fucks, 
<laughs> turned it off. Turned it off. How many people actually turned it off and lost their progress? And that's yeah. that. That's what I, I I remember that moment, and going like, wow the 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 and I remember that distinctly because that's the moment that the storytelling capacity and the interactive storytelling capacity of games. Um, yeah, exactly. Chat the immersion, Skiwi, perfect. The immersion of games um, was able because I I remember uh, I was when that game came out I was just back from college. Um, and I was sitting up, I was still living, I moved back in with my parents and I was sitting upstairs. It was like three in the morning. It was raining outside. I was like drooling Copenhagen drool all over my face. Cause I was still dipping a can a day uh, at Gross. that point. Oh my and God. A can a day? Oh dude, it was, I was, oh yeah, it was, it was crazy. I would buy, <sighs> I'd go through a log a week. Um, That's amazing. The best part was, is I'd soak it uh, uh, in whiskey. However, the, I'll, I'll digress real quick. And the funniest thing is, um, uh oh, did you throw your head back because something happened? Or no, I threw uh, my head back because you said you'd soak it in whiskey. Oh yeah, I just uh, yeah, no, okay. it's not my internet. That's nope, just okay. my you. yeah. Always soak it in whiskey. So anyway, uh, I, I had a dentist appointment last week, um, and I go in and I'm sitting there, and my my dental hygienist is like, "What the hell are you doing to your teeth?" And I go, "Oh shit, I, I don't. What does that mean?" She goes. You've got no, you have no plaque. She's like, I've never seen anybody with no plaque. How many times do you brush and floss a day? I'm like, two times a day, floss before I go to bed. Um, or if I've got, you know, shit stuck in my teeth. Yeah, um, sure. And she goes, I don't, I don't know what you're doing, but you have no plaque. Like, it's like, nope. she literally cleaned my yeah, mouth man. for like two seconds. And I go, the only thing that I can think of is these guys right here that I chew on constantly, these tea tree and mint toothpicks. Consequently, the only thing I've ever found that has stopped me from dipping uh, when I found these uh, about a year ago. Um, nice. Then my doctor, my the dentist actually comes in and he looks at my mouth too and he goes, I don't know what the hell you're doing, but all of the – so when you get uh, precancerous lesions in your mouth, um, which is the really the reason I had to stop, uh, sure. there's, you get like these white blotches on your gums. He yeah, goes, that's awful. And he oh. looks at me and he goes – they're all gone. Dope. Because yeah, if, probably the menthol and those mint sticks. Yeah, fucked it up. Well, no, it's the it's the tea tree oil, um, is what his hypothesis <sighs> is. Mm, yeah. um, and all he right. said he's like, if I didn't know you, I would think that you'd never put tobacco in your mouth in your life. I Dope. was like, yeah, that's awesome. Anyway, sorry, I've no, yeah, I, <laughs> I was about to share a dentist story. I'll keep it to myself just because I don't want this to turn into. Uh, nerdy bicuspids, um, <laughs> <laughs> bounty by bicus bicuspid board, bicuspid board. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so <laughs> I can't remember what I was gonna say. I just, I just, uh, my my stupid stupid puns. My wife would be shaking her head so hard at me right now. That was a good one. Um. That was a good. Thank one. you. Dads appreciate my stupid humor. Women, women do not. Um, and non-fathers, I should point that out. Ben yeah. hates it. And yeah, I'm like, well, no, you don't have a kid. So fuck off. Yeah, you don't have a kid um, yet, Ben. Yeah, you don't, you don't know what that's like. Um, so the game I wasn't going to say earlier that I am going to say now, just to bring it back to games, uh, because you talked about how much you played Beyond Good and Evil, and you brought up This Eternal Darkness, which I looked up. I did play that game. Yep. I did not like it. I'm horrible when it comes to horror games. Yeah. I stopped playing Bioshock 1 for years because I was like, this is too creepy. Um, I just had this like really, really strong 
Christian upbringing. So like I have this like internal coding that's like, yo, this shit's terrifying because it's real. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, I uh I was gonna bring up Parasite Eve because that game fucked me up. That was a good game. But the game that uh I wanted to bring up that I love and have played probably as much as you've played Beyond Good and Evil, the first the first one. I say the first one, the second one's not gonna be out for a decade. Um is Splinter Cell Conviction. Yep. That game, fuck, dude. Like, I don't even know what it is. I re-downloaded it when it was backwards compatible, when it became backwards compatible back in, like, May or whenever that was. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, it's the, I, it's one of my favorite games. It's just the gameplay is smooth. The, there's so many things. I don't want to talk about it forever, so I'll try to make this as short as possible. But, like, for Conviction to come into Splinter Cell and do what it did, most game franchises don't survive. Um, like Splinter Cell was this like really procedural, really stealthy, really slow game, and I loved all the previous Splinter Cells. But Conviction changed completely, and it made sense for the character because Sam Fisher was so like "fuck this, I don't care." Um, and I just think the story works so well for that game that I, I'll play it dozens of times, and I love it. Every minute of it. Yeah, I think the Splinter Cell, I I will agree there. I think the Splinter Cell kind of changed my, uh, and I'm thankful for that because they kind of changed my notion of what a stealth game could be, right? Because the, yeah. the Metal Gear games were always Kojima, Oof, hardcore. Kojima's baby. <laughs> Kojima, uh, yeah. And, and they were, while there were, you know, there might have been three paths to walk through a room and avoid guards, Splinter Cell did a good job of saying, well, you can either kill everyone or you can kill no one. And we're going to leave that up to the player. Yeah. And we're going to give the player. Or you can kill a few. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry. I went to the two extremes. There is that middle ground. (laughs) Right. Um, There's, you don't have to be an awful person or a perfect person. Right. But but they they also gave you the trank dart. Right. So if you, if you wanted to take everyone out, it wasn't a choice of like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to put a bullet in their head. I'm going to trank dart this dude, the neck and they go, hide their body in this in this cupboard yeah um conviction subtly was like you can't move bodies anymore yep oh and none of your non-lethal options exist yep wow like you're murdering everybody unless you don't touch them yeah sam was sam was mad um yeah in that game oh my to this day one of my favorite things in that game is the when they decided it was the a good idea to give players agency over how sam interrogates people right I like that. Being able to walk around with somebody and contextually interrogate them yep. and like slam their head into a piano or in my favorite one, disarm a guy who swings a knife at you and jam it through his hand into the, the yeah, body was, of an yeah. old truck yep. and leave him pinned there with his arm up. Yep. Oh, I remember that one too. So good. It's so good, man. There's yeah. one where you beat a guy with a, with an American flag that's fallen off of a desk and then, they, like, he swings it, you take it out of his hand, snap it, and stab him in the clavicle with it. It's so good. It's so good. The game is just Sam doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. And it's so good for it. Mm-hmm. Um, let's do, let's do a, like, one more, since we were talking at length with these. Um, do you have another game that you can think of that, like, fuck, dude. Should we talk about the game that, like, brought us as a group together? Yeah, I think that, yeah. I'm thankful for that game for sure. 
Yeah. Yeah. So there's a big difference between Battlefield Now and Bad Company 2. Oof. <laughs> and What's like up, brother? Yo, dude. So, okay. So Sarge and I have been friends since high school. People who are watching or listening to this later, you won't notice this. But uh, Sarge joined my group of friends only recently um, in terms of people who play on Xbox. We recently added them to the group chat. But Eric, you know this because we've mm-hmm. talked about it. But Sarge and I have known each other since 2006 when we started high school. Right. Uh, so I've known him longer than anybody on Xbox except for Ben, of course, because he's blood. Um, in the game, so we, I don't know, we, we hung out around each other through high school. But the thing that like connected us is uh, he lived with, he lived with my family for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Don't remember the circumstances, but he lived with my family for a little bit. And uh, we played Bad Company too. And fuck, dude. That game connected me and him, and then I went to college, and we kept playing it, and then I ran into you and St. Mark, I think, first? St. Mark, yeah. I remember Mark. I don't even know if he's still on my friend list. I don't think he is. Yeah. If, he is if he is, he's not. He's just never he's, been. He's, he's one of the people that are just offline. Yeah, sure. Just to just plays whenever he can. Um so yeah, it was me and 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 Ryan and a dude named Dwarf Lord Dane. I don't know if you remember playing with him. Um, and then Eric, Eric and Mark, and then uh, Ben came along with Caesar, Mo, and Odin, who was well, no, who 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 was uh, we're missing. Uh, what was Charlie's name? Um, Charlie Dank. Charlie Dank. Yeah, uh, he was there, but we also had. Uh, there was the other crew too, where there was Darth Malice. Yep. Uh, and then there was also, um, I can't remember the other dude, his buddy, but we always played with him. There's a Mac Tabulous we played with yep. for a while. Yep. Yep. And then there was the whole other crew as well, like Crazy Mofo and Smurf. Oh my God. And Ace, Ace of Spades and Malleus de Mort. Uh, and Bastard Bob medic. Well, yeah, but these are all guys. I'm naming guys that, uh, like that was the crew, right? Like that yeah. whole group. Um, now we granted dropping some of the factions of that group didn't necessarily get along with other factions of that group. <laughs> this is very uh, true. Like there were, there were certain elements of the South Florida crew who didn't get along with the elements of the Chicago crew. Um, which, you know, whatever those guys are, those guys are dumb. Um, <laughs> yeah, but they that the one that crazy mofo guy went off the deep end uh, a couple of years ago, man. Uh, I got a text from him, and uh, he was like, "I'm out, I'm done, I quit." And I'm not sure if he quit life or just quit gaming, but I haven't seen him Yeesh. online. He just dropped off the face yeah, of the he earth. Just dropped off the face of the earth. Uh, Mally's bored. He probably bought a PS4 and hates himself now. Yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> Malice DeMort still plays. He was on playing, uh, playing, uh, unless he finally gave his account to his son. Um, but anyway, we're, we're being nostalgic now. We are. Well, that's okay. We're, we're talking about games we're thankful for. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Bad Company too, man. There was something special. That was the about... game that changed my mind about multiplayer. Yep. Because, yeah, was... like, I liked Halo, but I liked Halo for the campaign and co-op and local multiplayer where I'm in a room full of people I know doing LAN. Yep. Uh, Bad Company 2 was, like, because Ryan and I, Sarge and I had played Call of Duty. Every, okay, fucking everybody had played Call of Duty. Um, but, like, something about Bad Company 2 with, like, those moments you literally had to, like, g- 
go outside and smoke a cigarette or throw a dip in or take a drink mm-hmm. where you were just like, fuck. What just like, happened? People were screaming, mortars were falling, buildings were coming across, and then that they're coming down, and then this tank came across and just started shelling, and like the dust was kicking up in the air every time he shot. Yep. Like well, the the best was some they moments. had they had the the recon class had the artillery strike. No, oh, I miss that every day, dude. Was just was just awesome because yeah. I mean, I remember we were sitting there. There was one match where we were literally sitting on a hill. Um, it was the same match where you and I think it was Sodium, maybe maybe it was Saint Mark. They were walking up the stairs, and there's a guy at the top of the stairs, and I just think. That was oh my god, Sarge! You remember that shit? Yeah, it was Arca Harbor. It was Arca Harbor, and we were walking up to a roof, and we were like, "There's a guy on the roof." And then, as we turned, his body, this lifeless body, hit the ground, and then we heard, (laughs) "Yep." And I was like, "Gotcha!" And Eric just went, "Got him, (laughs) got him." Uh, And then, like, I look out of the harbor, and just rain mortar fire down on the tanks as you guys are clearing the dudes. (laughs) There was oh, definitely man. some cool moments in Bad Company. Yeah, too. there were whole, whole moments where we would have like eight people on one server. Yep. I remember distinctly having eight people in a server and running everyone out. Yeah. Every night. They would just leave. We'd run servers empty every twice a night where we would just dominate and people would quit. Yeah. Um, I remember you and Mark and Darth and Smurf. Darth and Smurf played together, right? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, U4, it was Arca Harbor again, because that was the best. No, you know what? It was Valparaiso, the one that has that weird island, and it's like fall. Mm-hmm. No, that's Isla Innocentes. It was Isla Innocentes. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Anyway, um, we were, we were, uh, and me and Sarge were hiding in a tree, because little known fact, snipers had ghillie suits and no scope glint, because that's stupid. And you could hide, you could jump up in the trees and the geometry didn't make you fall through. So yep. you were a ghillie suit in the trees and you were impossible to see. Um, and you four were moving up to that point on the other side of the island, across that little channel. And both of us called in mortars on the two like defensible yeah. points on the I, island. Yeah. And y'all rolled up in a speedboat yep. and cleared out all these dudes running around like ants because we were raining 40 millimeter oh. shit on them. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, <sighs> that, that game, I, I don't know if there's... Well, we'll see. I mean, there's definitely going to be games, but I, I don't. I have yet to play something that replicated that type that, of intensity uh, since then. Yeah. Even with all the other battlefields and the calls of duties, uh, like the BR games are good. There's definitely intense moments in the BR games um, from a competitive nature. Um, but the, the, that Battlefield Bad Company Two, I think, was yeah. If I if I had to put a pin in this conversation, because I know that we. <laughs> We said we only wanted to go for 60 minutes tonight. Now we're at 90 anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, well, there was like a 10 minute disconnect. Yeah, yeah, so that's so, what I was accounting for. Right. But yeah. 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 Um, but I think if, if I had to put a pin in the, the game, I would be most thankful for just, you know, kind of, co- you know, with the topic is bad company too. Now that we, now that we've talked about it is because it is the one yeah. that kind of brought the whole group together. Um, Everybody. Um, you know, the guys. And like some of us, with. some of us, the Chicago guys joined because, Ben had the same uh, clan handle, and it was the joystick handle. And joystick doesn't yep. exist anymore. No, they do not. But it was the the clan handle was Joy. Yep. And like the guys from Chicago were like, "Oh, yo, you listen to the Joystick podcast too?" And yep. like that was how we met Caesar, Mo, Terry, and and uh, I guess just Caesar, Mo, and Terry. Like that's how that happened. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah, that's I didn't crazy. think that this conversation would get here. 
It did. You know, thinking about thankful games, games we're thankful for. But Bad Company 2 was a catalyst. It was. A lot of things. And now, look, here we are with the podcast. Yeah. A little bit of a community. At least the, the, the kidlings have won. The startings have won. Yeah. Thanks for everyone who listens and watches this, by the way. So we've had uh, yeah. up to like 25 to 30 viewers at a time, a couple of times. Yep. Generally, we're around the 6 to 10 range. But... Eric and I were looking into metrics recently and we have about 300 subscribers weekly to the podcast. Yep. So like so we're thankful for those for, of y'all. That's who I'm thankful for. Y'all out there yeah. in the world. Yeah. I'm pointing at my For those camera. of y'all that are like listening to this and enjoying it, like thanks for giving us uh motivation to keep doing this. And like thanks for I don't want to say validating, but like proving that like there's there's a reason we want to do this. Yeah. Uh and the you as a community are awesome. Yeah. And I think uh, there are going to be, uh, I think there's a lot, you and I have been going back and forth. There's a lot of good things coming, uh, I think, in 2019. Um, yeah. For the Nerdy Bits. Anthem, Anthem's going to be big. Oh, I, 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 was still, I was still talking about, like, the Nerdy Bits brand and, you know, where we're oh, going to take this. Most definitely. This thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I misread that. But, yeah, you know. But Anthem. Both ways. Both yes. ways. Hey, but Anthem, too. We're going to be very, uh, very excited. We're very thankful for that game. Uh, I'm ready for uh, the post christmas uh or right to get to january because i have a feeling bioware is going to stop being so tight-lipped about it oh yeah uh, they'll stop being cagey for sure yeah we're going to start getting we're going to start getting class builds we're starting to get to get skills we're going to start to get to yeah. you know do some things yep, yep, yep. Uh, with division two um coming after it and the, uh, the, the first couple of months of next year are just going to be bonkers yeah we get sekiro we get Days gone apparently, which just got pushed a little bit to May, but that's still that's still that's next not, year. That's, that's, um, it's not very far away. Yeah, we got Sekiro, uh, Division Two, and 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 Anthem within like three weeks of each other. Yep. Yeah, buddy, let's uh, do it. It's gonna be it's gonna be wild. It's gonna yeah, be man. wild. It's gonna be wild. Um. So yeah, I mean. We kind of talked about our bounties, but uh, do you have anything that you're playing other than Call of Duty you want to talk about or um, watch or read or whatever? Uh, we watched as a family Christmas Chronicles last night. Just came out on Netflix. Um, it was interesting to see a... Is that the Kurt Russell Santa Claus? It is. Uh, it was kind of weird to see. And I, I will say, I can't remember what review I was reading of it, but they called him a hot Santa. Um <laughs> gross I, I i'll agree with that assessment um gross or that he's hot he's uh he, 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 kurt russell is the best looking santa claus i've ever seen um they didn't make him chubby uh he was very much kurt russell and they made fun of the whole like santa always being fat thing um, yeah 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 which, which was the thing so it was it was good it was a you good don't look like santa he's yeah. like bitch yeah it was a he good doesn't say bitch but it was a good family holiday movie uh, I think yeah. if you, if you don't have kids, you probably, you probably not going to enjoy it as much, but I, both of my kids were just glued to the screen. Uh, the whole Santa, time. Santa speaks, Santa speaks Russian. I'm sorry. Elvish. Yeah. He does speak Elvish. The elves were the only it thing. Sounds a lot like Russian. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. The elves were the only thing I really didn't like about that movie. Cause they were these weird. Yeah. Like little gremlin looking. CG yeah. Yeah. Ex- weird. Yeah. Not even gremlin though. The, uh, Mog- uh Mogwai. Um, right. Uh, the, oh yeah what gizmo is what the gremlins are before they become gremlins right yeah not when they're awful but the yeah. The, yeah. the cute they look like furbies yeah, yeah. um <laughs> which which was weird but uh 
you know, uh, that was good. Other than bounties, um, yeah, Black Ops, we're just, you know, we're at the point now where we're getting two, three, four wins a night. Um, yeah. Which is, which is, which is why I think I'm still going back over and over and over again. I'll get there eventually. Yeah. Watch, I'm going to buy it and then fucking Firestorm's going to come out. And All right, well, Battlefield. Uh, I mean, it's, it, depending on how different they are, I don't know. I started playing Destiny 2 a little bit on PC. Um, How's that? It's, it's, it's fun. I think the biggest reason that, you know, and I was talking, uh, yeah, I was talking about this with Skibi the other day. I think my biggest reason I went back to playing shooters on console is because I jumped into playing shooters on PC with PUBG, which. Oof. Yeah. That's was, a bad one. Was, to go was, with. Was, was, and that really quickly turned me off. Whereas if I had started with, uh, destiny two, uh, or something of the ilk, maybe a Borderlands, where it was AI shooting, just to get my, um, just to get my my dexterity up, because the, my left hand has been br- every bone in it has been smashed to shit. Um, so using the WASD is is yeah, WASD is tough. Is is tough because my my middle finger and my ring finger do not like to get that close together, and it's really uncomfortable. Um, yeah, no, I my 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 pinky finger, my yeah. little finger, is the worst. Yep, like I can't do shit with either pinky. And I try to play guitar, and I'm just like, "Fuck it!" Like I'm just gonna use my ring finger. Yeah, I don't need. It. I don't need to pick you playing guitar. What the hell? No. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Um, so yeah, but I it's silky, buttery smooth. Um, I, I I I say that I'm gonna play it. Uh, a couple of the communities in have have a lot of people that play it. Um, so I would have people to play it with. But it, unless Activision in 2019 all of a sudden turns around and says, oh, hey, yeah, by the way, you could log in on whatever account you have and have all your shit. I just don't see yeah, myself. That's not going to happen. Yeah, I, agreed. Um, so yeah, I just don't <laughs> see myself uh, going that route. Um, Agents yeah. of Mayhem just came to Game Pass, so I'm going to pick that up. Or yeah, if you that. want a, a, crackdown, a crackdown teaser, appetizer, uh, yep. go for it. It feels um, like it. It feels like it a little bit. Yeah, I think uh, Hellblade just came. Um, oh shit! Or is coming soon. Uh, yeah. Now I have watched people play that game in its entirety five or six times on various streams. Um, but it, I, it looks amazing. Uh, and I have yet to play it for myself and experience for myself. Um, so I'm excited to actually experience it for myself because that game looks just unbelievably cool. Um, yeah, and it's exciting to see what uh, Ninja Theory is going to do for Xbox with a team that's three times the size. Uh, Dave, it's it's you know it's going to be silly in the next couple of years what we have coming to uh, yeah. Xbox. Speaking of coming to Xbox, um, sorry, are you? I, yeah, I'm going to cut you off. No, I'm good. Okay, cool. Speaking of coming to Xbox, December fourth, we get an XCOM style. Uh, game called Mutant Year yeah, Zero that. or something mm-hmm. like that, which I remember seeing trailers for that and being like, "That game's never coming out." And then it's coming out on Game Pass, which yeah. is dope. Um, it's like a the original Fallout and like the Wasteland games, the Wasteland game that came out last year, um, where like you walk around with your squad in a isometric style like Diablo looking game, but when you get into combat, it turns into turn based strategy tile cover and tile yep uh it looks really interesting um and it'll be on game pass so i'm gonna give it a shot and xcom style games are my shit so um yeah i actually Bounties. played uh, oh. sorry i have to respond to the chat i've actually been playing forza at lunch um during the day 
Uh, I'll have it. It's the it's the be- Forza is also the absolute best game, uh, and I really hope nobody from work ever hears this uh, to play during meetings uh, because <laughs> <laughs> you can just play it without sound um, yeah. and and just drive the car uh, and still talk and converse uh, in the meeting. Um, For what it's worth, with sound, that game is also amazing. Yeah, it is. Um, the the soundtrack to that game was so good. Yeah, it's it's, it's, so it's a great game. Um, and I the, think the game has no business being as good as it is. Yeah, I find the games though like it's weird. Game Pass has caused this weird kind of psychological phenomenon with me, uh, and I know we're trying to wrap up, but just to digress. No, you're good. Bit, go ahead. Go for it. Um, where I don't feel at, like when I go out, and this is bad because I, I I've yet to even progress in Red Dead in a couple of weeks. Uh, which I want to get back, <coughs> want to get back to, but with that said, it's uh, it, it's weird because I find myself like, oh, okay, I didn't pay, I didn't invest in this game the full sixty dollars, so yeah, uh, less of a like motivation. Like, yeah, there's le- whereas with like like Red Dead or like Call of Duty, I spent my hard earned cash on those games. So I kind of want to put into it. Where Forza, it's like I can go back and forth to it. That game's not coming out. Of, that game's not going back into the vault uh, for a while. Um, but uh, you know, th- that's where it, that's where I kind of am with Game Pass games. I love that they're there. I love that I can just jump in when I want to. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. No, it's it's going to be something that we'll have to see develop the way Netflix did because before. When shows were on Netflix, it was like a eh, come and go, whatever. Yeah. And now that like shows on Netflix are good, yep, and people binge them, you know, like binge watching is something that's really only a thing because of Netflix. Correct. And so we're gonna get to the point where I think we'll get games that come out on Game Pass and people burn through them, and we're like, when's the next one? Yep. I agree. Uh, we're just not there yet. Um, we'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. We won't because we don't work there. Um. But yeah, no, I, I'm excited for what Game Pass is going to offer. And, uh, you know, March, oh, you know, February 15th, we're getting Crackdown finally. So, like, what, we'll see if that game's any good. I think if Crackdown 3's, dude, in the in the universe where Crackdown 3 and it's amazing, Game Pass will destroy. Yeah. I think Game Pass will be successful regardless, but... It'll be successful faster if Crackdown, this game everyone's like, man, fuck this, comes out and it's actually fucking good. Like, yeah. Dude, the creative director's Joseph Staten, the guy that created, was a huge part of creating Halo. So, like, mm-hmm. I've got faith. I've yeah, got faith. yeah, I'm excited for Crackdown. Um, I'm excited for to see Terry Crews. Uh, in, 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 yes. Because that is his game, as far as I'm concerned. Yep. Um, and I love Terry Crews. Um, wholeheartedly, uh, with, with all of my being. Yeah, he's he is a the only person a, I think I, the only person I think I love more is The Rock, and I think I could love them both equally. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the People's Champion. How, how could you not love yeah. the People's Champion? Um, <laughs> twenty twenty dual ticket. The Rock, Terry Crews. Done. Not. Uh, I mean, I don't want that to actually happen, but if it did, oh, I don't know how they haven't been in a movie together yet. Yeah. Dude, next Fast and Furious, they've got to be in, in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's do it. Ta- next Terry, Old Spice commercial. Because Terry Crews was in uh, The Expendables. But The Rock wasn't. But The Rock wasn't. Why not? Which I guess is, it's which is interesting. rated R, and The Rock doesn't do hard R movies. Yeah, maybe. 
but he does baller. Wait, no, he ballers did ballers on did, HBO. Uh, he did ballers and he did um, Pain and Gain. Oh, Pain and Gain was so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, it was so weird. Oh, uh, oh man, yeah, that movie was strange. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> uh, anyway, wrapping up, wrapping up. Um, my waypoints. I watched, and you should watch the Wait. Ballad of Buster Scruggs on I, Netflix. I don't, I don't know if we can say our waypoints. I think that's somebody else's. I said waypoints. <laughs> sorry, Austin. Oops. <laughs> sorry, Austin Walker. It's not at all. It's not at all a slip of me giving up how much I want to be a part of Waypoint. Anyway, ah! um, <laughs> no, uh, our bounties. Um, weird. I didn't even catch it. You were like, wait, and I was like, what? Stop interrupting. Me. No, um, <laughs> our bounties. I watched the ballad about Buster Scruggs. So on good. Netflix. Holy shit! Uh, it's so good. It's so good. And if you like Westerns, you'll love it. If you're expecting a very happy movie, don't watch it. Yeah, no. Every, every it's a so it's an anthology style movie that shows that tells six different stories and they're all grim as fuck. Yep. Well, there's a couple that have good endings, but most of them are grim as fuck. Um but they're so good. Yeah, they were. Uh so watch that. Um haven't been reading anything. Uh I've been listening to a podcast called zigzag that yeah. you should listen to okay. it's uh two women that are starting their own company um and they're journalists and they left like their their cushy good jobs at npr to start their own thing called stable geniuses and they've been reporting on civil which is like a platform that's trying to use um um blockchain technology and like coin sales mm -hmm. to create a platform for journalists where the people that donate and fund it have a say in like who gets to stay on the platform because they get like who's who's it's essentially a way to for people to police right the news yeah it's a, uh, it's a like, yeah i understand yeah it's interesting um it's interesting police the news is not the right word because that's very gestapo but uh it's interesting worth looking into it's manush zamarodi and uh, jen poyant mm -hmm. they're both super great um yeah I think that's it for bounties. Nice. Shit ton of Battlefield. Battlefield's great. Yep. Um, real quick before we go, uh, Ryan a few minutes ago mentioned a, mem a moment I did want to give some airtime because it was amazing and it'll be what we go out on. There was a time on Arca Harbor in the trees in ghillie suits when Ryan and I had a squad of four guys trapped in the corner of one room. And to give you some background, the reason you couldn't be seen in that game when you shot is because there wasn't any scope glint. But you could be seen if you were using a big rifle that had a big vapor trail. Yep. If you played hardcore, and if you had magnum rounds, you could use the smallest sniper rifle and still kill in one bullet. Yep. So you could literally not be seen. And we had them stuck in a room with an open wall so we could see them. And we would kill, we would each kill one, put two down, and then the medics would pick them up and we'd kill the two medics. <laughs> and then the two guys that were up would take the medics kit and revive their medics. And then we would kill the two guys with the medic kit. And we watched them switch back and forth for probably a solid minute and got like eight to 12 kills just sitting there laughing our asses off. Oh, it's so good. Um, Bad, Bad Company 2 was the shit. Yeah, it was. And when they make a Bad Company 3, you will lose all of us for an indefinite amount of time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you have a cup handy? 
No. Oh, no, I don't. Oh, I don't either. Sorry. Oh. No moments with Bane tonight. Guess what? Oh, no. I lied. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. See you next week. <laughs> the worst returning bit. Thanks so much, guys. We'll uh, get this audio up on Monday next week. And, uh, yeah. Rock and roll. All right. I Rock will, and roll. Uh, take it easy. Peace. I will be back live here in just a minute. Y'all take care. Oh, uh, yeah. Peace.